Support for this podcast comes from Format. Format are the market leaders in providing award-winning career sites to employers such as NPower, View, Atkins and Muller. The secret to the great results Format delivers for its clients is complete focus on the candidate experience, including long-term passive candidate engagement, while at the same time ensuring rock-solid and completely seamless integration with the ATS. To download Format's free ebook on planning and implementing a new careers website, go to www.bit.ly slash careers website. Or to find out more about their services, go to www.format.com. And Format is spelt with the number four, then M A T. There's been more of scientific discovery. More of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 96 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Ever since my earliest of days working in this industry, I've had a fascination for corporate career sites. It's also become very clear to me in the last few years that career sites should absolutely be the focal point of the new approaches we're seeing in recruitment marketing. Unfortunately, I don't think many employers have realised just how critical their career site is to their recruiting success. One person who does understand this, though, is my guest this week. Adam Templeman is Head of Commercial Staffing at Quintiles IMS. He's recently helped launch a new career site for the organisation and has some great insights to share. Hi, Adam, and welcome to the podcast. Hi. So um, great to have you on the show. Could you tell everyone um, a, little about, a little bit about who you are what you, and what you do? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm currently the uh, director for uh, staffing at Quintos RMS. Um, so we run a, or I look after a, an organisation of about 50 people across EMEA, uh, where we predominantly uh, provide outsourced solutions for medical sales reps. Um, and being here now just a year, uh, looking at, at rolling out some new technology, um, having spent, gosh, too many years in recruitment, starting off in, in, in agency world and then moving to outsourced and, and, and then in-house. Um, and as I say, I yeah, moved here to, to Quintos IMS just over a year ago. Now, one of the things that we've talked about a lot on the podcast in the last sort of 12 months or so is recruitment marketing. And I'm just kind of really interested to get the perspective of, you know, someone who's actually working in house and sort of running this on the running this uh, on the ground um, in terms of how recruitment marketing is working in practice. So could you sort of tell us a little bit about um, some of the challenges that you have and how you're sort of using recruitment marketing to solve them? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think I think from quite a generic perspective, um, in, in the few organisations I've worked in now, you know, they've been at a different sort of level of maturity from a recruitment marketing perspective, and and that's I guess given me an opportunity in those organisations to really develop some sort of methodology around uh, you know what we need to do. But but as, as you know, the years have passed. Obviously, the the, the 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 challenge has remained the same, but perhaps the answer has been you know a little different in terms of some of the things that we can we can use and and, and what we need to do. Um, 
I, I do believe now candidates um, are, are quite savvy um, in the marketplace, you know, pretty much at all levels. And I think it's it's very much for us now to be able to identify target groups of individuals and really do our homework and research around where these people are in order to, you know, in order to fish in that what could be a relatively small pond. And it's using lots of different channels, I guess, to be able to go out and identify those individuals. I, I do think that, you know, the age of, of, of the candidate, the consumer, for want of a better term, wanting to engage with an organisation um, and, and, and sort of browse its content before it buys is really important. Um, so I think any opportunity where we can get a good level of engagement, be it through social media, be it through career sites, um, you know, alumni, um, you know, classic email marketing, those sorts of engagements where an individual has somewhere that they can go and see what we offer as an organisation um, and then give them that opportunity to effectively buy, so apply. Um, but, you know, there's, there's lots of good technology out there that can help support us in, in saying that, hey, we know that you looked uh, at our organisation, but come on, why don't you now apply? So I think that engagement for me is, 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 is the key. And, and moving forward, certainly the organisation I'm with now, um, that's something that we're, we're working very hard to uh, capitalise on and, and to get that, that pool I also think alongside that, it's very important for the organisation to have a very strong message, brand, recruiter brand, um, that, that the potential candidate can engage with. Um, but then also that needs to follow through the organisation. So once the individual has joined, uh, they see they still need to get get that sense of continuity, um, you know, the way that they flow through the organisation, the internal moves or promotions. Um, and sometimes I think that, that, you know, the external face of recruitment marketing isn't always as joined up with the internal um, piece of around communication as it could be. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Um, and uh, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about the engagement stuff and some of the tools and technologies that you're using or that you're seeing in a minute. But before we do that, just interesting um you know thoughts there you said about how um the the challenges of the challenges are similar but the the tools and techniques may may have changed from a um from a kind of a, a, a right at the sort of top of the funnel attention advertising perspective um what do you think's changed in terms of how you initially get the um the the attention of the um of the potential candidates that you want to engage with um I mean, I think years and years ago, you know, it used to be, I show my age now, but print media, um, you know, and that's relatively static. I think now, um, you know, my point was, is, you know, identifying your target audience, knowing what your target audience looks at. And, and unfortunately for us, it's a multitude of many different types of media. So from a recruitment marketing perspective, we need to be in as many different places, um, I think, as we can. But in order then to channel that communication to one point, one focus, where they can browse content about us as an organization. So, you know, an example might be that we would do some advertising on Facebook, but that would always put, put them, push them back to the careers website. And the careers website now is not just a, a portal to apply. Of course, it is that, which is very important, but it's also a, 
um, a focal point where uh, you know the external applicant can get rich content and engagement um, to uh, inform them whether they would want to work for our organisation. So I think you know there's so many different channels now um, that we need to be in. Um, you know some of them are relatively cheap, which is good. So you can get some digital media, which is you know not that expensive, and and you can use it in lots of different ways and in lots of different places. Um, but for me, it's always pointing that individual back to a like a central hub, which I would call a career site, in in order to inform, um, engage. Um, and, and hopefully convert to an application. In terms of the career site, um, can we sort of talk a little bit more about that? What 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 sort of tools and technologies do you see available um, within the career site space that are sort of particularly useful for engaging and, and converting this interest? Yeah, I mean, we've we've literally just launched a new you know, careers website for um, our commercial business across Europe. Actually, it went live yesterday in the UK, and it's been rolled out across continental Europe um, within the next two or three weeks. Um, one of the, um, I guess, I guess, smart pieces within within the website is is that um, it, it is very personalised, so it gives a very personalised experience to the user. Um, so, so as an example, and, and and one that's probably used quite widely now, so it's just that that sort of Amazon shopping experience. So. When, a, when an individual lands on the site and starts to look at content that's relevant to them, um, the site will remember that the next time they visit and only show content that is relevant to that individual. Um, you know, you look to the job like this, perhaps you're interested in a job like this, which is obviously similar, similar content. So it's very much a um, sort of a shopping experience. And, and each journey for that user is different to the next person, but it's all self-contained on that site. The site also allows us to change content quite rapidly. Um, and, you know, that can be quite challenging when you're in a large corporate because of the control, um, because of the governance that's required around some of the things that you want to put externally. Um, but if, if, if you put those controls in place at a lower level than, you know, maybe the corporate um, marketing function, um, I think you can start to get what is quite a dynamic and engaging site which means the user would want to return to it because as i say it's not just a, a portal for application it's a way, you know it's an area where somebody can actually browse and find out interesting information that information is changing i mean our our, our, our sort of static brochure content on the site is probably only three or four pages the rest of the site is dynamic content which is constantly changing um, which which keeps the customer, which is obviously the candidate, um, interested in what it is that we do. And in terms of converting that engagement and that interest into uh, into applications, um, how in the past there's always been um, a bit of an issue in terms of the the sort of handoff between a career site and an ATS and the the consistency in that in that customer uh, service process, if you like. Um, is that something that you're seeing be, being solved with uh, some of the new technologies that are available? Yeah, so I mean that's that's a very good point, and you know one of the issues I've had, and not just in this organisation, but in other organisations, is, is exactly what you say: the the drop off when somebody goes from, um, you know, what is you know predominantly a pretty decent careers website at the front end, and then the application suddenly hits an ATS, and uh, you know the drop off rate is significant, and and 
Um, in, in organizations I've worked for in the past, it's been as much as 70%. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's not good. Um, with the current integration that we've got, we use Taleo and, and, and um, the format I've provided the careers website, there's a, a very neat integration that um, uh, effectively allows the applicant to apply um, on a short form through the website with minimal information. Um, email is the unique identifier, their name, address, location, phone number, and CV if it's from a desktop, um, and uh, no CV is required necessarily if you're doing it from a mobile device. Um, that information is then pushed into into Taleo, um, and the the applicant would then receive an email back to say, you know, thank you for completing or partly completing your application. Please now complete the rest in, into into Taleo. So. The, the point is there is, is that we've already captured the information. So we have name, address, email, telephone number, and CV. If they then still go into the Taleo um, and uh, decide that they don't want to complete the application, um, that's okay because we've still captured the data because it's been pushed into Taleo. The difference is you know, yesterday before the site went live, um, they would have just gone straight into Taleo, which is where we were getting a very high drop off. So. Um, that that integration between career site and ATS uh, for us is really really important. Um, and you know some some of the length of sorry length of time of applications in ATS is is is, is painful. Um, you know when when you most of us now will buy things online or, or, or do things online and it's a few clicks and, and away you go. Um, so, so for me, it's been imperative to ensure that we can get that information from the candidate quickly and easily. Um, I still would like it to be a better process into the ATS, but but that's an ATS issue, not a careers website issue. Um, and, you know, maybe something that we'll tackle in the future. So a bit earlier on in the conversation, you mentioned the importance of having a great employer brand, but you also mentioned the importance of that being consistent with the employee experience. How do you go about sort of achieving that consistency and kind of balancing those two things? Um, <laughs> it's very difficult. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's that golden thread. Um, I mean, in, in the organisation I'm at now, I'm working, you know, very closely with um, you know, the wider HR function, learning and development, um, to make sure that the EVP that we're developing as well um, starts, to, starts to flow through, so consistent messaging. Um, and, and I guess I, I flip that a little bit on its head, um, and we're working on um, updating content for the new career site, which will inform future applica uh, um, applicants around what they can um, what what they they, they will uh, achieve and, and what they can expect when when they work their way through the organisation. So it's not just about this is how you apply. This, it's about you know once you're onboarded, this is what you can expect in the future. This is how we measure your performance. This is how we um, deal with promotion. So so actually we're starting to engage individuals right at the beginning of the journey before they've even joined the organisation. So, so for me, the sort of two work streams is that it's taking that message that we already have very strongly internally and starting to use that as a as a selling point to attract people into the organisation. But then it's it's also taking you know what I'm doing from the front end attraction piece to ensure that that that, that messaging is also filtering through to um, the whole employee life cycle. So, final question. Um... 
there's obviously a huge amount of kind of hype and uh, new technologies arriving um, almost by the day in the recruitment marketing space, whether it's, um, you know, new CRMs or um, artificially intelligence driven systems or uh, virtual reality or whatever it might be. Um, what, from, from what you're seeing, what, what looks interesting in terms of the future? What, what, where do you think we're going and what's going to sort of what's going to work practically? Um, I mean, that's really interesting because I think I started off um, this conversation by saying it really depends on the maturity of the organization you work in. So, you know, a lot of the things that you, you, you've talked about, I think, you know, will, will be very relevant in the future. Um, but, but the future for one organization, I think, will be very different to the future for another organization. Um, and this may sound a little bit old hat and we were talking about video interviewing years and years ago. But, you know, for us as an organization, that is absolutely where we need to go. Um, so, so if I look at sort of my roadmap within this organization, I think, you know, video interviewing, um, automation of that process um, to take away a lot of the um, administrative tasks that we would have in, in, that, in, in, in that recruitment process, I think, is, is key. And if there are other technologies that allow me to do that, in other words, take away a lot of the administrative burden um, that's put on some of the recruiters, then that's you know something that that, that, that we would um, definitely move to. It, you know, in terms of in terms of out there technologies, uh, you know, I, I love my technology, but I'm probably not the right person to answer that question. Um, but, but as I say, you know, my my focus here um, it, it will, will definitely be around that automation um, and, and yeah, actually running a video interview. Adam, thank you very much for talking to me. No problem. Thank you, Matt. My thanks to Adam Templeman. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, on Stitcher, or download the show app on your smartphone. Just search for Recruiting Future in your app store. You can listen to all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.